grab your fruity drinks and beach umbrellas, we're going to the galaxy's hottest vacation destination, Tuchanka. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And this week, I'm on vacation. It's vacation, <laughs> AJ. Vacay-J? Vacay-J is... Vacay-J's good. Yeah, okay. It's on its <laughs> way there. Um, I am recording in the closet of the house that I will be staying at for a week. And honestly, I think it's going to sound better than I it usually does. <laughs> so I'm kind of upset about that. But that's fine. Uh, Kim, how's not vacation? Um, not vacation is good. Uh, I do have to go to work tomorrow because I am on not Ouch. vacation. Right. Um, but, you know, I had brunch today, so... That's great. You take what you we can love get. brunch. Yeah. So today we will be talking about Mass Effect 2 once again, all of the Tuchanka stuff. So if you have not been to the lovely planet of Tuchanka, get out of here. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of like a rite of passage joke or something, mm-hmm. and I just simply could not. It's all good. You're um, on vacation. You're, you're <laughs> I'm on vacation. taking a break. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Kim, what's the what's the bullshit you got today? Today's bullshit is sort of a classic, an oldie mm. but a goodie. I mm. have um, charted the Mass Effect squad mates on mm. the jock to nerd prep to goth <laughs> chart. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Um. So I don't... Here's my question to you, AJ. Do you want to see the chart now and then talk about it or do you want to talk about it and be surprised Uh, i don't know if you'll be surprised i think you should show it to me so i can visualize it all right that's what i'm gonna do if you'd like to follow along at home we probably tweeted this yeah probably or we will tweet it like i don't know a couple hours after the episode comes out as to not spoil it oh yeah that's a good good call Yes, yes, yes. I'm already liking what I see. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, as I was doing this, I was like, oh, this is really easy, actually. Like, it's easy to slot them in. So Mm. why don't we start at 12 o'clock, which is jock, and we will go clockwise. Sure. So um, and I'm including the Mass Effect one squad mates. So Mm. on the jock arm, I guess. Yeah. um, On the jock axis, we... (laughs) Just solidly in jock territory, n- no prep, no goth, just jock, mm-hmm. grunt and rex. Grunt and rex, for sure. I would just venture to say uh, a lot of the Krogan that we're going to meet today belong on the jock, uh, just yeah. jock portion of the, of the graph. It, it is a jock culture. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a point not to spoil it, but there's a point where Gortney headbutts a guy, and another <laughs> another Krogan is like, "Fuck yeah, dude, this is yeah. it." So yeah. I think that's that's pretty primary jock communication. Yeah. So continue continuing clockwise. Um, also very high jock, but a little bit goth. Little we bit have goth. Garrus. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I I think definitely for this game, maybe not so much for Mass Effect one, but maybe a little bit mm. goth. Because he's just like, uh, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, it's the like, it's the like anti-authority mm-hmm. wing of goth. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also the emotional wing of goth in this game. Yes. Yeah. Definitely the emotional mm-hmm. wing of goth in this game. He's just getting more and more goth as we as we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Speaking of which, as we continue on, very jock and very goth is Zaid. Yeah. Um, I don't even know why. I think it is the anti-authoritarian thing. Like Zaid is so renegade mm-hmm. that it just didn't feel right to just call him a jock. He's something else. And so yeah. and goth fit the best. I think. There's there's something kind of like there's something kind of goth about Zaid's beef with Vito is that his name mm-hmm. uh, from the Blue Suns there's something kind of goth about that as well like you form a goth group with your friends there's like where all the goth <laughs> friends hanging out and then one of your goth friends starts hanging out with like a prep and you're like what mm. the fuck are you doing yeah. this is not the vibe for the Blue Suns yeah. uh, and then you get <laughs> shot in the face <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah. it kind of falls apart there but totally agree <laughs> so now continuing down almost at three o'clock but not quite mm-hmm uh in the jock goth zone so a little bit jock but very goth is thane Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i feel like thane is definitely he's like he's got a little bit of the jock in like he's a very good assassin but there's a lot of a lot of feelings there a lot of brooding yeah um so i i feel he is quite goth yeah the brooding is really what pushes it because part of me is like i think thane might be more prep but like he is besides what our next uh, besides our next person i would say mm-hmm. thane is the most broody squad yeah. member uh and that really does push him but I, I i don't know i think oh but i think him being yeah yeah i i think this is right him being like mostly all goth and then a little bit jock is is exactly the the vibe i think that's totally correct okay i'm glad you agree i talked myself into it <laughs> <laughs> so now our three o'clock full goth is jack yeah 100%. i don't even think that needs any more explanation no doubt <laughs> she lives in the smallest like uh, most underground part of the ship it's mm-hmm. dark she's got you know tattoos all over her body uh black lipstick black lipstick thank you that's what i was trying i was like there's one more for sure characteristic (laughs) of this yeah very goth all goth no prep no jock no nerd right so continuing now into uh we're getting into nerd territory Mm -hmm. now uh Mm -hmm. the the uh bottom uh right hand quadrant uh here quite goth and a little bit of a nerd is kasumi yeah she you know She's also she's skulking around. She wears all black. Um, she also has like the cool like black bit of uh lipstick. Yeah. Oh. But Kasumi's kind of a nerd. Like she's she's a little bit of a techie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who else would teach us about gray boxes? Right. It's Kasumi. She belongs here. Yeah, and I mean she's got her fair amount of brooding as well, uh, from her her loyalty mission too. Um, there's a lot of big emotions happening in there. A lot of, uh, uh, you know, dark emotional feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I would also argue her extreme attraction to Jacob is also an extremely goth thing. (laughs) Like that's a very goth nerd thing to me. To have an attraction to a super jock. Yes. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So now we we're going all the way to six o'clock. The, the nerd axis. Yeah. I have two people on the nerd axis. Let's start with let's start with the nerdiest nerd of them all, mm-hmm. which is Morden. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, nothing like, to add. Yeah. Nerd and theater kid. Uh, yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> um, and then uh sort of midway down the nerd axis, we have Joker. Because mm-hmm. I think that he is kind of a nerd, but I but I don't think it's like it's not like he, he's he's not like a 
science nerd or a math nerd, but I feel like, and maybe it's just because I know that he's played by Seth Green, but Mm. I feel like there's a little bit of the like robot chicken, like, like nerd culture energy there to Joker. Yeah. I, um, Joker's me in middle school, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. That is uh, exactly where I would. That's exactly where I would place Joker as well. He's he is the kind of guy, you know, he goes to school. He has fine grades. Um, he likes tech stuff. He likes planes a whole lot for some reason. I was not a pl- I was not a plane kid, but uh, he definitely comes home from school and then plays mm-hmm. like World of Warcraft or just mm-hmm. like, you know, some sort of MMO like that. I guess Final Fantasy 14 would be the big one nowadays. But nowadays, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a gamer for sure as well. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you agree. So now continuing into nerd prep territory. Right. um, Just to the left of uh, the six o'clock. Very nerdy, a little bit preppy, Tali. Yep. I don't know why I get prep energy for Tali. Maybe it's just because she's the daughter of like... And literally what I was about to say. Yeah. Yep. So there's a little bit of that vibe. Yeah. No nuts. Um, (laughs) So this one might be the only controversial one. Um, Continuing on... uh, very preppy and like somewhat nerdy. Mm-hmm. I have Caden. Yeah. No, I for so? sure agree. I for sure no, agree. No jock in there. Cause I was like, maybe he should be like a little bit jock. Yeah. I think my, I think he's definitely still on the nerd side of the, mm-hmm. of, like in the nerd quadrant. Um, I would say that his placement, you have him placed a little bit below Joker, like closer to nerd. Mm-hmm. I agree that should, he should be higher. up. Yeah, I think he should be above right. Joker. Like, I think if you left Joker where he is and then just put Caden just just above him, I think that feels like a really great spot for Caden for me. Mm-hmm. Like basically all the way prep, a little bit nerd, but like still pretty jockey just because I, I don't know. I think just the way he kind of acts is a little bit jockey like if you saw him from a distance you know like around mm-hmm. the halls and stuff you're like oh that, yeah, that guy's that a jock guy's and then jock. you talk to him and he's like i love biotics i, I don't know um <laughs> you know i mean I, he, he obviously doesn't love biotics i'm, I'm not a total yeah leader. okay but um, he's he talks a lot you know like does, there's a yeah. lot going on in that brain yes. and i just don't think that jock fits the bill i agree a hundred percent especially yeah. who we have basically mirroring this position um, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a second, but I think mm-hmm. I think he is he is he is a pretty good mirror of of that of that character. But we'll get there in a second. Yeah. So now, uh, directly on the prep access at nine o'clock, it's Miranda. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. I I I yep. was like waffling between like she is kind of a jock, but she also is kind of a nerd, and then I realized like no, she just belongs right here. Yeah. Um, which I think it's interesting looking at this now. She's on the opposite side as of Jack. um Jack. Yeah. Which. Yeah. We will eventually see there is like tension between Miranda and Jack. Sure. I mean, um, that completely tracks. Yeah. And, and also also worth noting, also opposing sides on the other side is Morden versus Grunt and Rex. Yeah. Which also feels oh, very wow. appropriate. And I, I, I actually kind of want to talk about that a bit sure. more as we go through this episode here yeah. on Tuchanka. Yeah. So, yeah, it is, it is actually like I hadn't thought about that as I was making this, but it turned out very uh, apt. Yeah, I think um, Miranda being all the way prep, like like you said, she is very smart, but that doesn't mm-hmm. inherently make her a nerd. Like Grunt right. is also very smart, but I wouldn't say he's mm-hmm. a nerd. He just has a lot of information in that head of his. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As we'll see, Rex is also like, you know, he is very strategic, sure. <laughs> um, as yeah. we will learn uh, in this episode. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's not it's not mutually exclusive. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Next up, uh, also all the way prep and a little bit jock is Samara. Yeah. And this is who I was just talking about being the mirror of Caden. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think you're talking I, about somebody else, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, now after uh, the the amended Caden position, I guess I should have said. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But please give your give your. Uh, yeah. I reason. mean, I think it's just the Justicar thing is a little bit jockish. Like yeah. she's you know she's in uh, peak condition. Um, but yeah, she's the, the air with which she carries herself. Very preppy. Yeah. Extremely preppy. Um, I would say the, the intimidating presence is, is what brings her up to jock. Mm -hmm. Um, Samara kind of mirrors Caden because Caden has like so many thoughts. He can't stop saying them. Whereas Samara knows exactly what she thinks and she will only say that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she is extremely measured and, and you know, very particular in the way she speaks. Whereas Caden is just like, here's everything I'm feeling in this moment right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the person I realized I was missing is Liara. Yes. Total prep, total nerd, total prep, total nerd. Yeah, for sure. Eh, Easy. (laughs) <laughs> um okay <laughs> so Thanks, Liara. uh continuing on in the uh prep jock zone all the way prep all the way jock ashley mm-hmm. yeah easy. easy yeah no notes just <laughs> right down to it my family was in the military and so now i'm in the military and i love mm-hmm. it you know yep very prep very jock yeah um and finally which it's a just a unfun note to land on to end on but um we have jacob here uh yeah. very jock yeah and fairly prep yeah it's pretty just he's kind of just a guy yeah he's kind of just a guy kind of just a guy which is making me think we should maybe move garris a bit more goth mm, because i would say if if garris were to were to uh mirror jacob he would also just be a guy and i guess in some ways he kind of is just a guy garris um but i would say he this is, is so interesting what Garrus is just a guy to you? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you move Garrus a little more goth, he becomes a little more complicated than just a guy. But if he's right oh, now where I he is like mirroring saying. Jacob, I would say I would say like that <sighs> position kind of in the middle of of, you know, jock prep or jock goth or goth nerd or nerd prep. Like all that is kind of just like you're you're a person, you know? Interesting. Yeah, I I'm down to move. I'm down to move Garrus, but I also think I would describe Jacob's positioning not as like just a guy necessarily, mm. although he is. Um, yeah. But I, I, I feel like, I mean, very jock. Yes. He's a very jocky guy. But the prep is like, it's like, you know, it's his like sort of. The airs the that, he puts on. Y- yeah. And like the the kind of like, I'm an upstanding guy. Like, yeah. I like I feel like Jacob is the kind of man. Again, maybe I'm being colored by what I know of his romance. But I feel mm. like Jacob is like, I'm a nice guy. Like, I think I'm a nice guy. You know, sure, like I play sure, by the sure. rules and I like do this and I do. That. I don't know. I just mm. have I'm like Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. He is just fine. fine. And I think yeah. I think some of your perception of him is colored by his it's yeah it's like i had a a friend who dated him and i like can't get over it (laughs) he he broke her heart and like i'm just never gonna you know that's the vibe (laughs) i get that for sure Mm. for sure i love this graph i love when we do graphs um yeah me too yeah uh, if you feel really strongly one way or another, if we should or should not do more graphs, please let us know. Cause I, yeah. Tell uh, us how you, how do you like graphs? How do you like your graphs? Um, 
that'll be on Twitter at some point. So uh, feel free to check that out. Also probably be in the asynchronous channel in the discord as well. Uh, so check that out at some point. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kim, for that bullshit. Very welcome. I really love it. It was a great vacation vibe. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of vacation, we're going to Tachanka. Yeah. <laughs> the hottest vacation spot in the galaxy. Yeah. Can we, I actually have uh, some like follow up oh. um, with Miranda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I so I wanted to follow up on um, the Miranda situation uh, as, <laughs> yes. as someone who is trying to romance her. Yes, please. So so basically, what happens is this this conversation is like weirdly short. So you know, she just kind of like does the oh you know I like kind of what we discussed last week. You know, she's like I I underestimated you and thank mm-hmm. you and whatever. I know I can trust you now and, and you know <laughs> too bad about Niquette because yeah. we killed him. Um, <laughs> yes, and then. I selected a dialogue option that was like, you know, I'm I'm surprised. It's like something about like, oh, he's surprised to see her like opening up like this. And the line is, I think of you as all business. Good to see there's a person under there. (laughs) And she walks over and like caresses Shepard's chest. Like the the positioning of this arm to Shep contact is so bizarre to me. I can't tell if it's supposed to be like her like reaching out to caress his arm and then like stopping at the last minute and pulling back but it it looks like she's i'm i want to find the video because it's um it's so bizarre aj (laughs) that i just i need you to see it Uh, what is that it's like she's going for the armpit it's like she caresses i don't know how to be crude she caresses his tit yes yes that's what she does. I Miranda. think I think it's supposed to be her go- try. I don't think she actually makes contact. I think she's going for the arm okay. and pulls away. But oh. the effect is it looks like she's caressing his his man boob. Yeah. And I wow. just just wild. So, yeah, yeah this happened a- and I was baffled. I just didn't know how to react. <laughs> um, so anyway. Yeah. Uh, what she says is the mission's too important to let personal feelings interfere. But thank you, Commander. My sister is safe again. And Great. that's the end of the conversation. Oh, what? Yeah. And then I and then I tried to be like, hey, do we have anything? You know, can we talk? And she's like, no, I'm too busy. So what? Yeah. She's playing hard to get. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, that's like, I, I remember my conversation with her was also ended pretty abruptly with being like, hey, you're more than just a tool for other people. And she said, OK. And that was it. <laughs> like, yeah. Really interesting. Really interesting that that's kind of just cut dead right there. Mm-hmm. Huh. She's a tough nut to crack. Sure. Sure. Wow. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um. I'm so, curious yeah, to see how that continues to go. Yeah, me too. Because um, I don't know when the fuck else am I going to talk to her. Right. And, uh, romance. I guess maybe there's more conversations after we advance the next story mission. I don't sure. remember. But it's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Did you have anything else on the Normandy? I did have some emails, but we can talk about it when we talk about the Normandy later. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. So you probably got them as well. Yes, I also got some emails. Uh, okay, so then let's head to... <laughs> the galaxy's hottest vacation destination. I'm not letting this bit up. Tuchanka. 
It's the vacation episode. It's the vacation episode. This is the beach episode. We're at the beach. There's, season four. There, there's sand everywhere. And even if it's just crushed up building, that still counts as sand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get to Tuchanka and it's real windy and we mm-hmm. go inside a hole or, you know, a gate or something, whatever. To yeah, where it's, it's like it's like a bunker. A bunker. Thank you. That's the word I wanted. And then we we come out and we are approached by the overcaptain. But before we see the overcaptain, I don't know if this happened for you, Kim. Some some of our friends were standing on the landing platform. Char and Ereba were here from uh from Ilium. The the Krogan and the Asari. Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking serious? I've yeah. never gotten this before. No? <gasps> no. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they were even, there. Even in other games where I've gotten them together. Maybe I didn't go oh to Ilium. Gosh. Soon enough, I don't know. That is so wild. Whoa! Yeah, so they were there. They're there, and and he's Char is like, isn't this great? Don't you love this? And she's like, it's kind of dirty. And he's like, nah, it's like character. Like that's you'll get used to it. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I love this couple. (laughs) Oh my god! I can't believe I, I feel so like privileged to be able to to give you this new bit of mass effect information yeah i love this wow yeah thank you that was great it was i I loved it a lot and then uh the over captain shows up and it's like hey and so uh when i landed i brought morden and grunt with me um Mm i had considered bringing garris and i feel like honestly that would have been a little he probably would have had a line or something when we meet Rex in a minute, but I just didn't. Maybe. I don't remember anything specific, but yeah. probably. Yeah. So so I had Morden and Grunt with me because it's their missions. I brought Tolly and Grunt. I also thought one, about bringing Tolly. Yeah, because we just got her. I was yeah. like, I want to hang out with Tolly a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I will say her alternate appearance. Great. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty subtle, but it's like just like kind of darker. It makes her face thing more purple. Which rules. It's great. So yeah, the overcaptain's like, hey, you should go talk to the uh, clan leader, but also you need to keep your dog on a short leash because he's angry. Uh, and you're like, okay. Yeah. He, he says you need I'm, to get him his right or get out of here. Yeah. About yeah. Grunt. Yeah. Well, sorry. No, actually, he says, <laughs> get him the right soon or put him down, mm-hmm. um, which is great. <laughs> uh, and Courtney was like, um, I'm not going to do that, but thank you for your input. <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, uh, I guess that's just like a thing. Krogan can sense when other Krogan are like going through their blood rage thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Strange. Uh, cause Grunt didn't even say anything. It was like, hello, mm-hmm. welcome to Chuchanka. Put your friend down. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> we head in. To, uh, at ooh, some yeah. point, some, another, the shaman like smells Grunt and is like, oh, he smells. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he smells pure and whatever. So, That's yeah, right. I, That's I right. think maybe it's a, maybe they can smell it on each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So, I mean, that makes sense. Like they're, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like, based on what does that make sense? Um, <laughs> So we head in and the whole thing with Tuchanka is that it is ruins it's basically just ruins Mm -hmm. and at one point i don't remember when it happens and i don't want to wait for it to come up in my notes but at one point you're like wow um the genophage really fucked y'all up and whoever you're talking to is like oh no we did this like it's it's been like this since before the genophage it's yeah tuchanka is basically like in a nuclear winter because of like nuclear warfare that happened on the planet before the krogan were ever even uplifted wild and they, that they've just like chosen to be like well we're just gonna live underground 
forever instead of like <laughs> relocating, which I guess is hard to do with an entire like civilization. But like, yeah, you could start. I mean, <laughs> this this stuff comes up um, eventually. But again, since we're talking about it, I'll just bring it up like something that that I really came to appreciate in this playthrough and that I think is really interesting is like the Krogan don't view Tuchanka as like our fucked up home world. They're just yeah. like, this is home. This like is our this is how it like is. our world is has been destroyed 10 times over someone says and yeah. you know we'll continue to do it like it is like it is a point of pride for them that they have persisted and have you know continued to survive yeah we've we've wiped we've wiped ourselves out and come back from the ashes like like you said like 10 times or whatever and every mm-hmm. time we come back stronger so we're just going to yeah. keep doing that until we are strong enough to like subsist like to survive or whatever mm-hmm. um which i which i agree it's like a super interesting uh uh like read on on a society that has been like forced underground um, yeah in in this way so anyway we go in and we meet uh grunt nope we meet <laughs> rex uh and and we go up to like where yeah. his throne is or whatever clan leader yeah so he's he is clan leader now congratulations hooray to our boy uh rex but before you go to talk to him there's like his guards who are like oh he'll talk to you when he's ready he's in a meeting right now uh and that is when we are introduced to uh garadot uh uvenk gatatog gatatog oh my yeah. whoa why did my okay gatatog um <laughs> I, my autocorrect <laughs> decided garadot was a better word i guess <laughs> So Gatatok Uvenk is there kind of just giving uh, Rex shit about the way that Rex is doing anything. Uh, so so the, the guard is like, oh, he's busy. And then Rex sees you and is like, oh, no, fuck off. Like, come, yeah. come, uh, you know, let's let's hug and let me call you friend. Yeah, oh. he goes, shepherd, my friend. It and is. it's like, oh, it feels so good. It yeah. is so it's it's like such a warm welcome. It's it like you really feel the the love that rex has for shepherd yeah. and like i don't know that it oh it is such a breath of fresh air i feel like when to get that greeting yeah it's great especially since the last time we ran into an uh, our last like new squad mate um was ashley slash caden where they're like hey fuck you um, so for rex <laughs> to be like yo what's up and give you a hug is like yeah. oh thank you yeah. um it's really great i was like full hard eyes mm-hmm. like i'm back with my friend i yeah. don't even care what's going on right now he also uh he says this great line but rex's lines whoever writes rex is just fucking on point because yeah. everything rex says in this scene is oh chef's kiss yeah uh he says you look well for dead shepherd should have <laughs> known the void couldn't hold you <laughs> Oh, it's really good. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, thank goodness for redundant organ systems. And Courtney's yeah. like, we don't have I'll that. Have that. <laughs> like, we don't have that. Uh, I was actually thrown into space. And he's like, oh, that probably sucked then. It probably hurt really bad. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I don't remember, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, Uvenk is there and he's basically just like talking about like, oh, and now we're, like, welcoming aliens onto our planet and we're going to, like, mm-hmm. hang out with aliens and call them friends and stuff. And Rex is like, hey, shut up and go away. Uh, and throughout this kind of exchange, we we are uh, led to realize that Rex, as clan leader of uh, Erdnot, mm-hmm. has basically done what he said the uh, Krogan should do uh, when we talked to him in Mass Effect 1. He's basically brought a whole bunch of clans together kind of under the like purview i guess of clan erdnot um 
And so he is like, you know, president or whatever under all these like, you know, separate clan states or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I don't you know. I'm getting too. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like an alliance. Uh, yeah. Alliance is a better word. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are still separate clans. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, he describes later like sort of how it works. He's like, you know, everybody comes here and like you deal with like your own clan members. Mm-hmm. And if they create trouble like you have to punish them or else your entire clan gets yeah. like booted out of the alliance yeah. so um it's very cool yeah it's it's great i really really love this um especially juxtapositioned against how rex told us you know in the last game how krogan society usually works it's very you know mm-hmm. insular and everybody's fighting all the time um, yeah and but, also like how how little hope rex had yeah how yeah. he was he was in the same boat that so many so many Krogan are where they're like, there is nothing left for me in the home <laughs> world. There's nothing left for me in Krogan society. Right. Um, you know, uh, the best I can do is like make some money for my time here. And, yeah. you know, Ugh. so the fact that he's now like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to unite the Krogan clans mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and bring us back stronger. Like it's just such a sick progression. Yeah. Uh, in his story. And Uvenk is is kind of you know a traditionalist i guess of he's like a hater <laughs> he is a hater yeah uvenk is a big hater <laughs> you know he's just like well this isn't how we've ever functioned mm-hmm. and like the krogan weren't meant to you know coexist like this and blah 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 and rex yeah. is basically just like if he you says, have a problem with it get off like go away yeah he says you abandoned many traditions to get your way dangerous um and then <laughs> rex headbutts him yes that's um, right <laughs> and says i'll drag your clan to glory whether you likes it or not which is just like uh, he's got he's got the krogan best interest at heart baby even if he hates you and everything you stand for he will still he will still try and you know bring your people up because they deserve it mm-hmm. because they're krogan you know we're all in the, we're all in this together Right. Hand in hand, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. The, I don't know the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So then Uvenk leaves uh, and you talk more with Rex and he basically tells you like there are basically all female clans um, who are, you know, basically, I guess, in control of the like reproduction of mm-hmm. Krogan society. There is the kids and yeah. um, are like very heavily protected by yeah. the male crooked clans yeah and and they're also uh they they rex says they are like very you know they they protect themselves as well like um mm-hmm. uh they talk about uh breeding alliances uh between between clans mm-hmm. it's sort of explained sidelong through a conversation between two two krogan that you can overhear but basically the idea is the female clans are separate sort of like for their own protection mm-hmm. because it would be very easy for like one clan to really weaken another clan by killing their their women and children right which by the way there's also another line somewhere else where it's like you know rex has forbidden us from killing non-combatants mm-hmm. in in disputes with other clans mm-hmm. but yeah so so the idea is that they are separate sort of for their own protection so there's sort of no like incentive to to harm them mm-hmm. um but like it means that like inherently Krogan society has become fractured in this right. way. And it's like, right. it's sort of a deeply sad thing. Yeah. Um, and the, the two Krogan that you hear having a conversation about this elsewhere are um, one of them is like, yeah, there's, there's a child in like the female clan that I'm like pretty sure is my son. And I like want to be a father to him. I want to yeah. like, he says, I want to teach him to hold a gun and I want to teach him like how to, 
you know, how to battle. Um, and his friend is like, you can do that. Just like when the children like come, cause I guess the, they like bring the children to like the male clans to like train mm-hmm. them or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like heartbreaking. Like he wants to be a father and he, he, he can't. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just a, <laughs> a tangent on, on how all that works because yeah. it's all so interesting. And this is all building to conversations that we're going to have during, uh, specifically, I think Morden's. Yeah. Uh, yeah loyalty mission and why all this matters yeah uh for sure um i just want to say i mean i said it with uh ilium i think where they make these kind of small spaces feel Mm -hmm. really big and really built out and all this stuff they do the same thing with tuchanka where there there are just like pairs of krogans around just like talking about you know stuff like that um and just like about everything that just kind of aids the sense of tuchanka being a place with people in it you know it's not just like this broken up area that is like kind of sad to be in um which i think it easily could have been like i feel like the world building of like oh we actually live in ruins is like good enough Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but they were like no we're gonna we're gonna keep it we're gonna take it a step farther and we're gonna you know put all this stuff in and even give a bunch of little side missions to do Mm -hmm. uh amongst the you know like sales people or merchants, I guess, um, yeah. within, within Tuchanka, even though this area is like maybe the smallest one we've been in so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it very just small packed with so much stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. dense enough that it, it really is very effective in yeah. giving you a sense of like what, what this place is like. Yeah. It's awesome. Filling it with life. Yeah. Um, so back to this conversation with Rex, you can kind of, you know, talk about how, you know, the work he's doing and, and all of that stuff. Um, and I think we, covered all of it right was there anything else about like the the stuff that rex has done specifically that you took note of um you just hear a little bit more about his philosophy um he mentions that every clan has different customs and rites of passage and he says that diversity makes us great no clan not even mine was meant to survive on its own so it just really gives you a sense of like what what is rex's philosophy about like the long-term survival of the krogan uh, and yeah, I, the, this is the only other thing I took note of that I, I would want to mention is, mm-hmm. um, there's this bit before you sort of start interrogating him where he's like reminiscing about his time in the Normandy <laughs> yeah. and says, takes me back to the old days, us against the unknown, killing it with big guns. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. So That's great good. stuff. Um, yeah, I love that. It's just, just talking to Rex is, is just an absolute joy. I think his implementation in this, like in the story in this game, I think is really mm-hmm. great. You know, uh, like when we meet Tali the first time and she's like, oh no, I'm not going to come with you. There is like a, a lot of just like character stuff for Tali in that moment on Freedom's Progress. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, they knew obviously later that you would be able to get her on your team or your squad and like do a mm-hmm. loyalty mission and stuff. But with Rex, like he is clan leader and you can even ask him like, Hey, come with me. And he's like, well, I can't leave. I'm like, I have to see this through. He's doing stuff and he's doing stuff. And it's just like, they give you so much here to just kind of like pick at and kind of just like hang out with your friend and like, see what he's up to that. I just think is, is awesome. You know, it's the, it's the next best thing to being able to take him with you again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just really, really love that. And I also really love the choice, like the choice that the, the, the game has made to like, not make him, you know, a squad member again. Um, mm-hmm. It just aids the, the the sense of the galaxy being bigger than Shepard, even though Shepard right. is literally, 
you know, doing work to save the galaxy. There are like, this is the reason we are saving the galaxy, you know, mm-hmm. for for people like this and for societies like this to to kind of be able to continue to grow and build themselves up free from the threat of yeah. the Reapers and stuff. It's just really great. It's it's really great yeah. writing. It's 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 awesome. It's it's what gives the you know, these like huge galactic stakes. Right. Like it's what gives it life is is the idea that like you actually get to see people on the ground living their lives yeah it's, about them this is like why it matters yeah it's it's like grunt you know it's it gives us mm-hmm. a reason to want to fight yeah. this stuff you know yeah, um i'm very exactly. happy with that i'm very proud of myself for that comparison just to let you know it's good yeah um, but it is it's exactly it's exactly like that because it's like you know you can do this thing because that's what you're supposed to do in the video game is beat the big bad guy but like mm-hmm. the reason for doing it the reason you should feel like you want to do this stuff isn't just to beat the big bad guy it's to you know, help the galaxy continue mm-hmm. to exist for these people. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, we are getting really deep in like waxing poetic about, about this stuff. This but is, it's good. Listen, this is a good, this is a really good part of the game. It's a and really it's, great part It's of only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I didn't even expect to talk about the beginning of this this much. Um, but mm-hmm. here we are. Um, so then you can basically kind of trigger the beginnings of both Morden and Grunt's uh, things because I had mm-hmm. both of them with me. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if that was like gated off if you didn't have one of them. No, you the can okay. you can like ask him uh, about both. Yeah. So uh, I asked him about Grunt first. I was like, hey, what's going on with my pal? He feels like he wants to, to kill and like, that's mm-hmm. all he wants. And Rex is like, oh, cool. Yeah. He's he's basically just going through puberty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're like, oh, OK, how do we stop that? Um, and and he tells you about this rite of passage, which is, you know, like Kim just said, it's different for every uh, uh, clan um, and it's up to the shaman to decide what the rite of passage is. So he's like, go talk to the shaman. And Uvank at this point is still there. And he's like, fuck that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This he's like he, he speaks uh, uh, of grunt very derogatorily um yeah. of like this thing was created in a tube this is not a real krogan blah 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 mm-hmm. um and i think this might be when rex headbutts him or is that at a different point that was earlier, okay, that was he, earlier. He, he headbutted him because he was talking shit about rex's policies oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, but th- mm. there's there is a moment here um as as uvank is like crap shit talking him grunt goes I'm pure Krogan. You should be in awe. (laughs) And the way that he delivers that line is like, he doesn't believe it yet. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is a really like, there's not a lot of fire behind that line. And it's just, it's such a good, it's such a good moment of characterization for me because it really feels like, like he is not quite sure that he belongs here yet, even though he feels like he should. So yeah, I just, I loved that moment a lot. Yeah. It's really great. Um, and so Rex is like, no, fuck you. Like he, he doesn't say he smells Krogan, but he basically is like, he, mm-hmm. everything checks out. Like he looks f- and, you know, smells full Krogan. So I think, and he's with like Shepard, my very good friend, mm-hmm. and I trust and believe them. So we should just let them do this. Uh, and Uvank is very upset about that. And he's like, the shaman will hear about this and just like runs away to go yeah. cry to the shaman. Um, <laughs> And so that's pretty much this whole thing. Uh, You just, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to then go talk to the shaman. Um, But also I just want to touch on uh, talk about Mordens as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are, as a reminder, looking for Malon, uh, who was a student or, you know, apprentice under Morden during Morden's time working with the special task group to re 
not recreate, but revitalize, modify, modify the right, Genif- yeah. the genophage. Um, uh, so, so that is how Malon has ended up here in this position uh, of being kidnapped by mm-hmm. uh, the Krogan. And uh, Rex is like, oh, that was that's clan uh, Warlock because they are the clan that is also the blood pack. Um, yeah, they they operate under clan Warlock. Uh, and he's like, yeah, so go talk to the scout captain or the scout whatever um, to scout, scout something. He's he's the leader. Scout commander. Commander. So he commands the scouts that go out into uh mm-hmm. Tuchanka to, you know, scout. Um uh so that's that's that one. Uh I did Mordens first. Uh Sure. So Um I think I did Grunts first, but I I did want to touch on some before we move on to some uh the side stuff. Well, some Tully dialogue oh, that I got. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the the first was just like a sort of a one-line thing where um when you are talking to Rex about Grunt and him taking the rite of passage, she uh likens it to the pilgrimage. Mm. And Rex is like call it, you know, pilgrimage whatever call it what you want. We call it the rite of passage. Right. But it was I, I liked that moment. Yeah. And then there's some unique dialogue here with Tali and Grunt. What? Um, just like into Chanka. Tali comments on how the Krogan have destroyed their home world. She's like, oh, it's like such a shame, like whatever. And yeah. um, Grunt is like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you'd know. How is it going with that synthetic AI race you created? Jeez. And Tali says something along the lines of maybe the Krogan need to lose their world like we did to appreciate it. Woof, um, man. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting moment. It sounds more combative than it is in that moment, but it's very much like Tali being like, damn, like, I, you know, (laughs) I wish I had still had a home world. I wouldn't treat it like this or whatever. And Grunt being like, "Uh but yeah, it was just it, it, it was a good Good moment. I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. And I've I've never I don't think I've ever had Tali on Tushanka before. So Yeah. Interesting. Um, it was fun to to get to see that. Yeah. Uh yeah. So then you can go check it with the Scout Commander. But uh before that, there is a side mission you can pick up uh from a mm-hmm. mechanic who is fixing a, a truck thing. He needs some piece and he's like, Hey, can you get this? It's still in the field. Uh I had not I did not find that until after I did <laughs> uh yeah morden's mission so i could not actually go out and find it in the field so so there's that yeah <laughs> I, I i found it um <laughs> there's just some some fun dialogue sort of before you you go do that mission um you can just be like oh i've never met a krogan mechanic before mm. and he's like of course we have mechanics what do you think we just kidnap a quarian and make them do the work <laughs> not anymore we don't <laughs> <laughs> um and then after after you give him the manifold he's like oh you know you've earned my time if you want you can like ask me questions but the there's not actually that much um dialogue here basically he mm. He just explains like, you know, Shepard asked something like, oh, you know, I understand like the Krogan are like kind of a militaristic people. So like what made you want to be a mechanic? And he's Mm. like there without me, there would be no war, only slaughter. Like I am the military might of the clan. I make sure that the guns work. I make sure that, you know, they get to and from battle. So like he takes his job very seriously. It's a big point of pride. And you can also ask him what he thinks of Rex. And he's like, I think Rex is crazy, but that stuff fixes itself. If it doesn't work, Rex gets torn to shreds and we find out who's got the next best plan. Ah, Holy shit. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. 
I don't know if you want to talk about the rest of the side stuff here. Yeah, I mean, why? why yeah, why not? Because we're we're here, so let's let's just talk about it. There is a uh, a, a merchant whose name I for, did not write down. Um, Ratch. Ratch. Yes, Ratch and his dog Urz, something like yes. that. Yes. Um, yeah, Varen. Or sorry, not yeah. dog. It's Varen, who's just kind of a, a dog. I mean, with with bigger teeth and. That's pretty much it, is a mm-hmm. lizard kind of dog. Uh, and you can, you know, you talk to him. He's like, oh, yeah, if you, uh, there's, uh, I sell stuff, but there's piejacks all around who are stealing things, which they're just like basically kind of weird looking monkeys. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, and if you can get rid of them, then I'll give you a discount. And so then you can play this weird kind of like very weird tower game. defense game, mini game. It's so odd and it's fine. And I did it and I got a discount. <laughs> And then uh, in the shop, you can buy or you can get for free some piejack meat, which you can then feed to Urz. uh, Oh, holy shit. I didn't know this either. You didn't know this? Oh, fuck. Yeah. So Urz, you you feed him this meat and then Urz likes you and he literally starts following you around. What? (laughs) And Ratch is like, oh, he finally found someone he can follow around, which I guess is the thing Urz has been looking for. Uh, So really what this does, Kim... Is if you then go to the Varen fighting pit, uh, <gasps> you can bet on Urz and he will win every time. Oh, holy uh, shit. Because he's like, he. Because <laughs> he's a good dog. Yeah. Well, so there's, there's he's like. a good boy. For, for context, there is a Varen fighting pit, which is just a, a weird dog fighting pit. Uh, and you can bet on dogs to fight each other. And then whichever one wins, you either get money or you don't. That's how betting works. But when you select them, it's like this is a red, a, a red Varen with like black stripes. This is a blue Varen. But when you go over Urz, it's like Urz is a previous champion like Varen fighter. So like, <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, the best of the best or whatever. So you can That's just so I, funny. I, I only did it once because I wanted to kind of just like see that quest line through i guess it makes me very uncomfortable so i did not do it anymore but i assume he will just keep winning the more you do it and that might end up giving you some sort of like extra dialogue somewhere but it's not worth wow. it i don't think because the cutscenes yeah. also are extremely weird but anyway yeah so that's that's ratchet and Urz. uh and then there's also a guy whose name starts with an f and i can't remember Fortac. Fortac. yes he is a scientist sorry he is oh god what's his title the high researcher. He's the high researcher for Clan Erdnot. Uh, and he's like, I don't have time to talk to you, but you can take a Paragon option that's like, oh, it'll just take a second. You look like you're a very smart Krogan. <laughs> and he turns around, he's like, finally, someone gets it. I'm very smart. <laughs> uh, and he just doesn't really tell you much. He's like, I'm working on this weapon and blah, blah, blah. What? Does he tell me much? I- uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I selected some different options because I, I also didn't I didn't compliment him. Um, oh. But he he's like, oh, I used to work on weapons, but now Rex has me doing boring things like oh, crop yeah. genetics and medicinal improvements. Yes. Yes. He's like, we can just buy that stuff from the Solarians. And Shepard's like, you know, they designed the Shenophage, right? Like you want to buy stuff like medicinal improvements <laughs> yeah. and crops from from the Solarians. And he's like, what else can they do to us at this point? make us more infertile which like technically yes yeah well then immediately after that he's like actually don't don't tell anybody i said that yeah 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 but yeah anyway he he says now i work on things that aren't worthwhile things that don't explode uh (laughs) so good yeah and yeah he 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 takes pride in his work and in you know creating things that are like useful Mm -hmm. uh to the clan he says we don't count success unless the ground shakes in response which i just love I think, yeah, I, that that's all the dialogue I had with him. The only other yeah. interesting thing, you can buy things from him, mm-hmm. some like, you know, tech, like upgrades. And then also 
there's a pie jack in his uh little yeah. lab that you can just punch. You just punch and it goes eh, and falls over. Yeah, rag dolls. Cool. Um yeah, it's just unnecessarily mean. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weird yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess it's just show that they're like in the cl- probably not. They probably just wanted you to be able to punch a pie jack, I guess. It's yeah. Kind of thing. It's just a gamer thing. It's just for gamers. Just for game only gamers will get this. Um <laughs> yeah. So that's that's that. That's the mechanic. That's Ratch. And that's all the side stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun little side stuff. Yeah. How do you feel about doing Grunt's loyalty mission first? Yeah, for sure. Just because it's not as like. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's do uh, let's do Grunt's first. Uh, so you go to the shaman and Uvenk is yelling at the shaman like you can't let him do this. And the shaman is clearly very fed up by this. And this is yeah. obviously not the first time Uvenk has come to complain to the shaman. And he's like, look, dude, I don't know what the fuck you want me to tell you. You are not going to change my mind because I make my own choices. So please go away. And then we show up with Grunt. And he's like, you can't. He's he's not. He's not. He's going to have a clan. He's uh, born in a tube or whatever. And this is where the mm-hmm. shaman sniffs him. He's like, he smells like a Krogan. So I'll give him rights if he wants it. Yeah. Um, um, but what Grunt needs for the... For the rights is a Krant, Krant, which are allies willing to kill and die on his behalf. Uh, Chef's Good. like, we'll do it. <laughs> I'm willing to kill and die. And whatever squad mate I choose to come on this yep. mission. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Uvank tries to like invoke a denial of right mm-hmm. and is just like saying all this stuff. And then there is a Paragon uh, quick time event while he's uh, kind of screaming about how Grunt shouldn't be able to do this where Shepard will just fully headbutt the guy. Mm-hmm. And I did it and it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Shepard does it and then like rubs their neck because like yeah. <laughs> he's a big guy. Obviously yeah. that hurt. Um, But like, you know, it causes Uvenk to stumble and it's like, oh, you really? He's like, you're going to do that? And Shepard's like, yeah. yes. And he's like, all right, fine. I withdraw my denial uh, and then leaves. There, I, There's, you know, some other stuff yeah. in there a little bit that he he's just kind of being a, a little butthurt about it. But yeah, he, he's kind of just like, this isn't over, yeah. essentially. Um, the shaman, for what it's worth, laughs and goes, I like this human. He yeah. understands. Yep. Uh, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, Grunt is like, well, this is my cramp. So let's do it. And the shaman's like, cool. I think with this human on your shot on your side you'll do great because this human rules uh the shaman like immediately <laughs> is like your biggest fan yeah really great so then he takes you out to the keystone uh mm-hmm. which is just a button <laughs> <laughs> and uh and the right begins mm-hmm. and really what that means is it's several waves of different types of enemies and then a thresher maw and then Uvenk shows up with his guys. Just to that, put a finer yeah. point on it. The, yes, the sorry. Keystone, yeah, sorry. I'm really, really. Yeah. yeah. The the keystone is um, it's like a every time you hit the button, it like it creates this like big wave of sound, I guess. Yeah. Well, did um, you see did you did you not see the big like thingy lifting up? When you hit no. the keystone, oh, okay. So when you hit the keystone, uh, off in the distance, like up that ramp, there is like a big, uh, okay. like uh, I don't even know what to call it. it. It's just like a hammer head, basically, that will just like lift up as uh, the shaman like yells at you the history of the Krogan, um, mm-hmm. and then every time he finishes a line, that thing drops and slams mm-hmm. into the ground and makes a sound. 
uh, yeah. which cause which calls the next wave. Yeah, it's like it, I think the idea is like it's attracting enemies mm-hmm. and they're like uh, you you keep asking like what what's going to happen and they're like it's totally unexpected. It's just yeah. like whatever comes to kill you cuz yeah. it hears the keystone. So yeah, it's like a wave of Varian and then there are these like buggy guys and then the last round is the Thresher Maw. And then yeah, Uvink uh yeah. and his goons arrive uh cuz you like completed sorry, the thing. Quick quick question. Did you defeat yeah. the Thresher Maw? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think you have to. I think you just have to survive for 3 minutes or something. Um, I think there is a countdown. Uh, I don't know. I was just assuming. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But there is some good dialogue if you do destroy the, the Thresher Mall. There is. Yeah. Yeah. You defeat Uvank and his mm-hmm. uh, minions. But before you start fighting Uvank, he shows up and is like, hey, great job on doing the thing. Do you want to join clan? <laughs> uh, oh, God. What was it? Gatatog? Is that Gatatog. it? Yeah. Um, yeah. He he mentions that. uh uh no one in generations has actually brought down the Thresher Maw. Yeah. Um, he says Erdnot Rex was the last. Yeah, baby. So yeah, it's uh, Uvank is like, so do you want to join Clan Gatatog? Because I I don't like you, but I need your power. Basically, like yeah. this could tip the balance of power uh, between the uh clans yeah uh and gortney's like you don't even actually want him in your clan you just like want his power and he's like well obviously i don't want him in my clan he mm-hmm. sucks he's not a real krogan uh it's like okay fuck off dude um and so then uh <laughs> you get into the dialogue option where he's because because uh uvenk ends with like so what do you think and shepherd gets the the chance to respond like i'm pretty sure grunt's answer is like as quick as the muzzle draw or something 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 about the muzzle of his gun which i just thought was very funny and and yeah he says if i know grunt then he's gonna say no and grunt is like you do know grunt so i i picked the renegade option oh. which is just shep declining on grunt's behalf because <laughs> one one thing that uvink says is um you can't serve on an enemy ship if if you're going to be in my clan oh. or not an enemy ship, an alien ship. Sure. Um, and Shep is like, well, that's not going to work because I need him for my mission. Right. Uh, and Grunt is like, Shep, that's not your call to make. Um, and Uvank is like, see, I would never boss you around <laughs> like this guy does. It's <laughs> like bullshit. Um, but Grunt is like, listen, Shep may piss me off sometimes. Um, but like he, you know, he pulled me out of the tank and whatever. And like, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with him. So he's <laughs> like, he is choosing to, to, uh, stay as well. Yeah. Uh, so he headbucks Uvank, uh, and then we fight yeah. and kill Uvank and his guys. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we head back to the shaman and he's like, Hey, great job. He says you're you're part of the Uf- the Erdnot clan now. Yeah. Apparently, um, what that means is he can now own property, join yes. the army, and serve <laughs> under a battle master. Yeah. And Grunt says Shepard is my battle master. Oh, he has so no match. Oh, it's really good. It's really sweet. Yeah. And I don't think does friends. the shaman say he's an Erdnot? Because I don't I don't I don't remember hearing it until okay I, I he he does yeah but they full disclosure yeah. I played this in a hotel last <laughs> night um so I was not uh, uh fully. Uh, able to pay a hundred percent close attention uh so i didn't hear when the shaman said it so then when i went to go talk to rex he was like you're not grunt now and i was like oh yeah. shit um i thought it was i thought it was rex's yeah, decision good. but i guess not yeah it's great i mean all that stuff still made mm-hmm. me like all fluttery on the inside i felt, I felt yeah. so great i was like my boy uh, yeah congratulations and he's like i'm not horny anymore ah <laughs> um because like that was that's basically it he was going through puberty he's just getting it's, horny yeah anyway. 
Um, yeah, well, he, he says when you talk to him on the Normandy afterward, um, he's kind of like, I now like understand yeah. that what I was feeling was just me being a Krogan. Yeah. But now I I can channel that energy towards something because I have a clan who I want to fight on behalf of. Yeah, he says it makes me Benjamin. want to fight. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like something that I want to fight for mm-hmm. as opposed to just being able to fight. Yeah. Um, good shit. Really good. Really, Did you really talk good. to the shaman here to like ask him any more about himself? Uh, I think so, but I did not take note of it. <laughs> of course, I took very detailed notes. Thanks. I took notes this week. Uh, <laughs> so um, you asked the shaman about his name and he says, I, I gave it up yeah. to be a shaman. And discussing Tuchanka, he says, um, this is sort of uh, the source of what I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, survival is an honor and here Krogan thrive. We cover this planet with our civilization only to burn it to the ground 10 times over there each time we grow stronger. Um, and he lists some of the other rights that the Krogan go through. And I, I just love this because it gives you a really strong sense of like Krogan culture is really rich. Like mm. there is a lot going on here. Mm. And I think also it, it really, thinking about this more helped me kind of understand that like what the other uh you know major players in the galaxy these other species see as like destructiveness or like primitiveness like this is just their way of life this is just their culture like Mm -hmm. the this is not seen as like destructive it is just you know it is how they live and yeah it's, I don't it's know, more it's, of a renewal than like a destruction you know mm-hmm. they, they look at the, the aftermath not the the event right and i think that you know we we never get a sense of the fact that like there are all of these different rites of passage that a krogan will go through throughout their lives and whatever like this is not something that you ever get a sense of until you come to tuchanka and, and yeah. talk to the shaman yeah and so it, it just feels very much like you're getting a look into a culture that the rest of the galaxy has really written off in, mm. in like a very unfortunate way. And it, I don't know. It's just, it's so good. Um, I don't know how anybody plays this game and thinks that like, well, the genophage is a good thing. And I want to like, I know I have been trying to, as I said, like play Jin, like he's, um, you know, the opposite of what I would normally do. Sure. But like, this is just one example where I'm like, I can't, like, mm-hmm. like I am so pro Krogan. Uh, I love them so very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I love that stuff. <sighs> okay. Um, so moving on now to Morden's loyalty mission. Who did you bring on, on Grunt's loyalty mission? Grunt was uh, myself and Garrus. I brought uh, Miranda. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, but for, perfect. but for Morton's, I decided to do, uh, Morton and Grunt cause I wanted to see if there was any unique dialogue, which mm. I don't know that there was actually. Yeah. I brought, I think, I think I also brought Grunt. Yeah. So, uh, Morton's loyalty mission is called old blood. Uh, mm. sure. Very old blood. Um, so like we said, uh, clan Warlock uh, has Malon. Um, we have to talk to the scout captain, or scout leader, or whatever. <laughs> I already, I've already <laughs> forgotten it. Um, to uh, get to the Warlock territory. Uh, because Clan Warlock, like we said, is, you know, th- they started the Blood Pack, um, which mm-hmm. is, you know, this mercenary gang, et cetera, et cetera. And they do not believe in Rex's mission. They are trying to just uplift themselves, pretty much. 
uh, and like old Krogan stuff, I guess, trying to like mm-hmm. cl- claim superiority, which is not the way we do it anymore. <laughs> so you have to like go to their territory and you talk to the scout leader and he's like, oh, yeah, you can take this truck. And my first note was, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, another vehicle. Um, but then. <laughs> There's a cutscene of yeah, the vehicle. Yeah, they just cutscene you in. Going nice. to the place. And then you get um, out of the vehicle, which is great. Speaking of vehicles, I just want to point out that yeah. um, I had an intrusive thought that I sent to you that I have now. <laughs> I put it like in my notes. I put it I put it everywhere now. Yeah. Too fast, too chonka. Yep. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Beep, beep. Vroom, vroom. Uh, just a little bit of uh, before you go, the chief scout can like give you a little bit of information about this mission. Yeah. Let's you know the... Warelock Base is an old hospital. Apparently, uh, Krogan hospitals were like pretty yeah. secure because lo- yeah, yeah, Sorry. this is good shit. It's really good. Uh, he says that um, when secondary bodily systems take over, because the Krogan have an entire like secondary uh, like set of organs mm-hmm. and nervous system that take over when like one is injured. Um, he says when that happens, higher thought processes don't always transition properly. So like Krogan who are injured can have what's called a blood rage. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the hospitals need to be very like safe and secure <laughs> because otherwise like you'd have all these like Krogan it's running so around good. in the blood I, rage. I really love good. that. That's a great piece of lore. <laughs> yeah. There's also, um, Oh, a little bit of background on where lock, uh, the, leader gold Mm. has two children and one is a girl so it's like they think he's got some kind of like grand destiny yeah Uh, and the the scout commander is like it's just luck like he just Mm -hmm. got lucky Mm -hmm. if you uh, you can ask about the fact that they're a vorcha in the blood pack and he's like oh they're just cannon fodder basically which made me think about vorcha dad and i got really sad um vorcha dad no oh my god aj you don't know i don't know Um, okay Vorcha Dad is a fan comic that someone oh, made no. imagining a Vorcha who has a baby with an Asari. Oh and God. it is so wholesome <laughs> and so wonderful. Oh, wow. Um, this is okay. uh, School Monkey on uh, Tumblr, S-K-O-O-L-M-U-N-K-E-E. Uh, shout out to them for creating Vorcha Dad. It's just like <laughs> Vorcha, like, <laughs> like, in, like the, the, like, Vorcha cadence of speaking, like, doing dad stuff, like, no dessert, eat peas, and like a little <laughs> baby, like, having a, um, a meltdown. Oh, wow. Um, this is really good. It's really cute. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Before she can be dads too. Yes. Uh, and finally, he just sort of talks about like scouting and how um, scouting for the Krogan is is not so much like. Sorry, Ringo's uh, stirring. Um, <laughs> it's not so much like oh, you know, we're gonna like go out and scout and make sure our borders are safe. It's more like testing the edges of the clan borders around you to sort of like as a show of strength he says we are what we are if we didn't fire at them they wouldn't take us seriously Mm -hmm. um and this is where he mentions the most important thing is keeping women and children safe um because some krogan clans will kill them to weaken other clans uh but not clan or not not clan orders um they don't fire on non-combatants yes uh, I love a, the lore. 
Yeah, it's really good. There's a line in there where uh, Gortney's like, oh, so you're not scouts. You're you're like sending out saboteurs. And he's like, well, yeah, we have to like we have to make them think that we have like greater numbers because like we have to find them and do these shows of force. But mm-hmm. they know where Erdnot is. So we mm-hmm. need to like make sure that they also know that we know where they are. <laughs> Right. Um, it's just really, really great. So then you uh, get in this vehicle. There is a cutscene, and then you're out of the vehicle. Thank, thank God. <laughs> um, and and the mission begins. Um, mm-hmm. You begin uh, by running into some Vorcha. Uh, you do some shooting, and then you find a dead human on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, which Morden immediately starts like you know scanning and doing whatever, and he like discovers that like based on their injuries and stuff and the ways that they died he's like oh this person was used as a test subject um they weren't just like tortured and killed they were they were used as a test subject and then starts you know doing his science thing where he just like talks his his like Mm -hmm. thought process and he says like oh humans have a uh varying genetic code like this is actually a pretty good idea like (laughs) if you're going to do tests on someone you should do it on humans as well because of their their varying genetics and he also says that he discovered that they're doing experiments specifically on the hormonal systems Mm -hmm. of humans in an effort he thinks to counteract the genophage Um, right yeah brutal absolutely brutal stuff yeah um very interesting this like discussion of of like the genetic diversity of humans if you ask him more about that he's like no other species are more like homogenous than than humans are um he says there are outliers in all species of course geniuses idiots but human probability curve offers greater overall diversity and i just think this is so funny because it feels like the writer's trying to fit in like oh we're it's not that all of these all the members of these species are very similar to each other because we only have so many video game assets. It's because that's just how it is. And this is how, yeah. Um, It it felt like a pretty clever way for the writing to, to sort of sidestep that weirdness of like, yeah. Oh, so like every Asari is like this and every Solarian (laughs) is like that. Yeah. Um, It's still kind of a bummer, but (laughs) I'm like, okay. Yeah, it is. It is Um, interesting because Shepard can be like, oh, is so like because humans all kind of look so different mm -hmm. and Morton's like, oh, no, it's more than that. And then says the geniuses idiots thing. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a fun. It is. I didn't even think about it like that, but that is extremely funny. Yeah. Um, so then we head on uh, uh, deeper into Werelock territory and we are cut off by a Werelock clan speaker. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I have been sent by uh, the clan leader Gold in order to give you one warning uh, so that you may turn around and tell clan Erdnot and the rest to not fuck with us because we're going to mm-hmm. destroy everything. And you're like, no, actually, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I miss the specifics of this, but he says something that that um, like triggers to Morden that like, oh, they've discovered what Malon's work was. Um, and he thinks uh, that's why he they says he says the Solarian will cure the genophage and clan Werelock will spread across the galaxy in a sea of blood. There it is. Uh, and then Morden is like, oh, yeah. So they know that like Malin worked on the genophage and yeah. they're using him to make a cure. Yeah. Um, and Shepard says it doesn't have to be like this. I understand oh, yes. wanting to cure the genophage. And this this Krogan interrupts him. He says, you, you, you understand, understand nothing. nothing. You, you have not seen the piles of children that never lived. The Krogan were wronged. We will make it right, and then we will have our revenge. 
woof. It's yeah. like, it, even though this guy is an enemy, he's making some points. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is a, this is a really great performance, I think, by this, mm-hmm. this voice actor. Like, this Krogan yeah. sounds so, like, desperate and broken up about this. And the mm-hmm. fact that there is, like, any chance in the world that the genophage could maybe be cured is, like, overcoming him with, mm-hmm. you know, emotion, obviously. Um, and I, yeah. I think too, like, uh, as, as we will, discuss a lot very shortly Mm. there is a huge sort of conversation ongoing between Shepard and Morden throughout this mission about like the morality of the genophage Mm -hmm. and and one of the things that um Morden is very you know that uh, that he's very insistent upon and I think that um sort of is used you know he uses internally to rationalize this to himself Mm -hmm. is the fact that well, the genophage doesn't actually kill. Yeah. It just prevents pregnancies from being viable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to hear this, <laughs> this Krogan describe them as piles of children that never lived, like it really puts a finer point on yeah. the fact that like these are a, a bunch of like wanted children that that were never born because of eugenics. Like yeah, that like- is that is barbaric notwithstanding that it isn't technically killing anyone mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah it's fucking brutal dude it's yeah. it's wild but and, and yeah i i just really love that line because you know i said they're radicals but look at the stuff that they're experiencing like obvious mm-hmm. like it doesn't take a whole lot of thought to realize how a person can become this desperate and like get to this point but gortney right. or sorry but shepherd level-headed as ever um <laughs> brings up the point that like the galaxy sees Krogan as victims right now. Um, and if you start a war, if the blood pack starts a war, like all of that goodwill is gone. Like you then become the enemy of the galaxy and nobody is going to want to help you anymore. Um, and I get that all, uh, at the same time, like the galaxy, what is the galaxy doing right now to help the Krogan? Um, yeah. But also, yeah, I, also I do this think, idea that like, I think the the line is like, well, half the galaxy sees the Krogan as victims. It's like, do they like, I don't know that we have really gotten that sense from, from past games. Sure. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. I, I would be, I would love more about like, what is the general kind mm-hmm. of like thought mm-hmm. among people in the galaxy about the genophage. I don't think we ever really get that. Yeah, I um <laughs> I've listened to this other podcast recently on the on the drive down called Good Children. Um and it's a very funny podcast just two friends talk about stuff, but they <laughs> use this phrase do nothing dems. Um and I feel like <laughs> that is like what the general consensus of people who are like, "Oh, the Krogan mm-hmm. are wrong." Or like the Krogan, you know, the genophage is wrong, people should help the Krogan, but they're not going to do anything about it. They mm-hmm. are just like, "I care about these social issues period and like that's all they're yeah. gonna say um uh, but yes i agree i think uh, uh it i'm very curious to see like the general consensus of like what the galaxy thinks about krogan's and the genophage and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. but i i'm sure it's just one of those things that people don't even think about honestly because Probably, it, does, yeah. it doesn't affect them so why would they think mm-hmm. about it so then uh he says this whole thing about how clan Warlock is going to rise up and kill everybody and blah blah blah. and there are six opportunities <laughs> for you to take <laughs> the renegade uh quick time event prompt which i assume is to just shoot this guy uh and then battle starts and i didn't take any of them uh the renegade prompt is to shoot 
the pipe underneath oh. him, which starts leaking gas, and then shoot it a second time to make it explode. Christ. So that guy gets blasted, <laughs> and then the others the sort other of run in, and yeah. you, you have to shoot through here. Yeah. Um, which we do. <laughs> yes. uh, and then in the next room... <sighs> You find a computer terminal yeah, okay. where Morden can see some of the research data. And he's like, oh, this is actually like pretty impressive. This is like pretty good research. Yeah. And Shepard's like, you know, most people wouldn't be so casual about having created something like the genophage. And Morden, this is I like Morden less after this playthrough because mm. this is the first time I'm really, really paying attention to what's mm. going on here. And he is being a fucking dick he's like actually i modified it which is much more difficult like he's like <laughs> yeah. talking himself up oh my god and he's like yeah. you know the idea is to keep the krogan population stable one in one thousand perfect target optimal growth like gardening <sighs> and chef's like you're talking about murdering millions of people and you're calling it like gardening like what the fuck is wrong with you um and morden goes not killing just making fetuses non-viable have killed by many methods <laughs> and then he like lists them yeah. gunfire knives drugs whatever um but never medicine which is like <sighs> really yeah. splitting hairs here my we are dude. doing some gymnastics baby morden mm-hmm. you're pretty flexible bud <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, this is where he, he talks again about how, you know, we chose not to eradicate the Krogan, like the genophage was like the option that prevented genocide. It's like, oh, okay. Eugenics, genocide. (laughs) He says, Rachni extinction tragic, didn't want to repeat all life precious universe demands diversity. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you ask him about working on the, on the project to modify the genophage he describes it as the best years of his life yeah he just like enjoyed the work so much and like having conversations with this like great team or yeah, whatever he says like the i would we wake up in the got. morning and have great conversation over mm-hmm. coffee and then go do work that i loved doing it's like jesus fuck man yeah yeah it's like the way that he describes it is like so romanticized um but then <laughs> You asked about after the project and like what happened to the team. He said everybody went their separate ways. He said, this is like, so this is where you start to see the cracks. He Mm. goes, watching it end, watching birth rates drop, personal, private, not appropriate for team. Mm. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love the the moments in this mission where Morden's mask kind of drops a bit. Um, yeah i think they're really good but the mask still is pretty fucking ugly it's really (laughs) ugly yeah yeah so then you ask you know what why did you go to omega after and he said i wanted to heal people good use of final decade which is like oh wow morton's in the final decade of his Mm -hmm. life because salarians are very Mm short-lived something easy no ethical concerns understand rationale for modified genophage right choice still hard to sleep some nights Mm. So you do think it was ethically <laughs> ambiguous. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is also where you bring up like, look at Tuchanka, look what happened here. And he's like, that was that happened before Salarians made first contact. Uh, he says Krogan choices, refuse truce during Krogan rebellions, expand after Rachni's Rachni wars, splinter after genophage. And there's this line that I I wrote like so many notes about. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. He goes, genophage medical, not nuclear. No craters from virus. Damage caused by Krogan, not by Solarians, not me. So this to me feels like it gets to the heart of something, which is that 
the rest of the galaxy looks at Tuchanka and is like, this is a shame. This is a, you know, mm -hmm. this is disgusting. This is a, a primitive species that like has destroyed their home world. Mm -hmm. But as we talked about, the Krogan view it as a point of pride. Like they think that this, the, their ability to survive in this inhospitable environment is, is something beautiful and sacred and important to them. Mm. And so the fact that the rest of the galaxy has not really seen the depth of the Krogan culture in the way that Shepard now mm. has, either because they fail to or refuse to, or because they've just engendered so much distrust that the Krogans like keep all of that very close to the chest. Now, mm -hmm. of course they don't see why the Genophage is so horrible because they don't see these, these repercussions and these ramifications. Mm -hmm. And it also shows how Morden and probably many others in the galaxy compartmentalize. There is like sort of a refusal to see how the genophage has had ramifications. Um, and the first thing I thought of when I was thinking about this it is not a one-to-one. -one. I'm not like, you know, I don't want to like minimize real world issues, but mm. I was reminded of how there are people who are like, oh, well, racism in the United States is over because because Jim Crow ended. Mm -hmm. And it's like, A, that's just like objectively not true. But B, even if you accept that racism ended with Jim Crow, again, not true. But even if you accept that there are like provable ramifications of like year from years and years of oppression, how that continues to keep people oppressed mm -hmm. and continues to keep them in poverty. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, redlining um, was something that came to mind, which uh, it's when you refuse um, a loan or insurance to someone because they live in an area deemed to be a poor financial risk. Well, how do we decide what's a poor financial risk? There's so much like bias that goes into that but mm -hmm. even more so like just the fact that these policies were were put in place years and years ago and they have had ramifications to this day and so it feels like the you know there is a similar analog happening here where there is so much like there are so many things that effects that that occur because of the genophage that even if you could say well it's like it doesn't kill children it just you know it just stabilizes the population it's like <laughs> but what has it done to krogan culture what has it done to you know the fact that like there is not a sense of community because all of these groups have splintered off and because you know children are raised only with you know like only in the the female clans so that you know there are krogans who don't get to experience parenthood right. they, you know like they, we see all of this um mm. happening here in in this little like chapter of the game and so the idea that like you can just sort of compartmentalize and say well the you know it's only doing x y and z it's like bullshit yeah bullshit uh, i just oh it's so good yeah. it's such good writing and Shep basically says as much. They're like, you like, you can't seriously tell me that like the genophage hasn't had other effects, hasn't caused the death of Krogan. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, look at how they they go off and become mercenaries because they don't think that there's anything for them. They don't have, you know, like a strong tie to their culture anymore. Yeah. Uh and Morton's just like, ah, oh, not my choice. You know, Krog he says Krogan committed war crimes, refused to negotiate. Genophage was only option. Okay, dude, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It was like a really long rant, but I just no, like I uh, that line just like 
oh, I had so many, so many thoughts about it, uh, as you have now all heard. Yeah, no, it, I think it's really good. And I think this whole mission is is centered on all of these ideas of like mm-hmm. Morden trying to say like, well, I did this one thing. The results of that are not anything right. that I did. But it's like that. Yes, you are the repercussions of your actions. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can't just stop your involvement when you like finish the thing you were working on because the thing that you were working on has these lasting effects, obviously. Right. Um, yeah. That's so it's like when, s- when someone is like, when someone treats you poorly and they're like, well, it's your fault for reacting the way that you yeah. did. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah. Like you, you have to take accountability for your actions. Yeah. Sorry that you got upset that I said mm-hmm. this thing, not sorry. I said this thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's just the computer, Kim. We haven't even yeah, found the next the computer. thing. We haven't even found the next thing. Well, the next thing uh, is uh, in another room, there is a uh, it's like covered by like a body bag mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but it's like clearly the silhouette of a Krogan. And uh, uh, Morden investigates and says like, oh, this is a a werelock female. It doesn't seem like there's any signs of restraint or or resistance or whatever. And she has died from these kind of the similar experiments that the human had, um, which means that she volunteered her life for this research to end the genophage. Um, and then he is like really upset because he says that he knows there is no cure and then says, this is a pointless waste of life mm-hmm. um, to which Shepard is like, this is where you like get upset that people are dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Morton does some more kind of jerk offery where he's like, well, yes, I'm so smart and made such a great uh, modified genophage that it's like obvious that there would never be a cure to it. So they should have oh, known that's that. That's interesting. What? I think maybe I selected a different uh, dialogue option because I got oh. slightly different dialogue. Okay. Here. I said something like, oh, I didn't expect you to be disturbed by the sight of a dead Krogan. Yeah. And Morden gets mad. He's like, what would make you say something like that? Oh, is it because of my genophage work? He goes, irrelevant, no causative. Never experimented on live Krogan, never killed with medicine. Her death, not my work, only reaction to it. Again, bullshit. But also, he doesn't sound so sure when he says that, yes. which I love. Yeah, the mask says, begins to fall here, which is mm-hmm. great. He says, goal was to stabilize population. Never wanted this. Can see it logically, but still unnecessary. Foolish waste of life. Hate to see it. Maybe I just <laughs> maybe I just either mis, misheard, misread, or or interpreted this differently. But I, I definitely it's, chose It's that possible well. that it was like a Paragon and Renegade option that have like initially different dialogue and then both lead into this same maybe uh conversation i think but yeah i just love that phrase irrelevant no causative like that mm-hmm. i care so much about this because i i never would have like you know used this sort of methodology yeah um it's like me thinks you doth protest too much. like <laughs> yes, you're really exactly. like it's so much hair splitting and so much like i said there's just like co- compartmentalization um that he's clearly done a lot of work to rationalize this yeah which um we 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 will talk shortly about. learn more yeah. about yeah so i um there, there's i don't remember exactly what uh conversation option gets you gets you into this but he basically talks about um again the team and stuff and like his time spent doing mm-hmm. this um and he he tells you that he had been doing the daily the yearly daily the yearly <laughs> recon missions back to tuchanka to you know see the efficacy of of this modified mm-hmm. genophage to see if you know anything was if it was 
doing too much or doing too little or whatever. Um, and he said that he volunteered himself to do it instead of having kind of a third party. Um, Mm -hmm. and he says this whole thing, but he ends it with, uh, I had to see the small picture. Um, yeah, he had to see the effects of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Need to see in person, need to look, need to see, accept it as necessary. See small picture. Yeah. Remind myself why I run a clinic on Omega. Yeah. Which is like, so clearly he does regret some of, or he, Mm -hmm. he does regret this on some level. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it becomes very clear, like what he his choice to run a clinic on Omega was like, let me try and do some good mm-hmm. to like wash away my sins a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And uh, somewhere else in there, he also he also says the phrase not guilty, but responsible, um, mm-hmm. which I also think is good, yeah. which is like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. But also, like, you should feel pretty guilty about this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It it feels like he's still, it's like he knows, there's a part of him that knows that this was wrong, but mm-hmm. he's like, I just got to put that away. Like, yeah, it's like it's he like, distances no, himself. No, I think you need yeah. to sit with it. Yeah. I think you need yeah. to sit with it. Um, And who knows, maybe he did, because we learn pretty soon about the way that Solarian's process fucking emotions, yeah. Jesus Christ. But uh, here, in this conversation, yeah. he tells you more about the Solarian, uh, like, religious philosophies mm-hmm. um and compares it to human hinduism uh like this the the idea of reincarnation and stuff mm-hmm. uh and he he says uh refuse to believe life ends here too wasteful have more to offer mistakes to fix mm-hmm. cannot end here could do so much more uh which, yeah. yeah i ju- just to take a, a quick step back yeah. um he so the way the way that like you you get into this part of the conversation is mm-hmm. that he, he he sort of like says a little prayer for oh right for this this dead Krogan and you're like Morden you're spiritual and he says genophage modification project altered millions of lives then saw results ego humility juxtaposition frailty of life size of universe explored religions after work completed different races no answers many questions so shop is like you were trying to deal with the guilty conscious right like Mm -hmm. and and um that that is sort of where he says not guilty but responsible Ah. he says still caused this hard to see big picture behind pile of corpses Mm. so it's like it does i it's hard to say like is he having a change of heart during this conversation or is this just drawing out of him the the feelings that like he has always kind of had but sort of buried um probably a bit of both but it it, it's just it's a really fascinating bit of like (sighs) character i don't know if i'd call it growth but (laughs) development yeah i i think i think he is like fighting um like fighting between himself on this mission of like admiring and appreciating the science of it Mm -hmm. and acknowledging his role as a scientist in it versus the results of this thing and the ethics of it and you know the actual feelings mm-hmm. that he has after it so i think you know when we find the computer he is very science forward and stuff and then when we find this body um he gets you know a little more into the mm-hmm. the emotional and and stuff parts of it um it's interesting but. to think about like thane and thane's yeah sort of philosophies yeah. It, like in juxtaposition to <laughs> to Morden's because you know Thane would say you know you it's just your body that that did this like but you know the soul is whatever you know like that that separation between body and soul I I wonder how that 
I, I would love to pick things right, <laughs> about like this and how and how that yeah. connects. Yeah, because clearly there is I don't know there's guilt here. So maybe you know maybe Morden's soul was corrupt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I mean from the from the uh, the Drell point of view, possibly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, uh, sort of as this conversation is wrapping up, Chef says, you know, if you needed to do this much soul searching to get over it, maybe the genophage was wrong. Mm. Uh, He says, had to be done. So many simulations all pointed to war, extinction, Mm -hmm. genophage or genocide. Save galaxy from Krogan, save Krogan from galaxy. Yeah. Um, And Chef's like, well, you didn't save this woman. Yeah. And he goes, looked at available data. Only option. No other possible. He pauses and he goes, doesn't matter. Like, it's like he, he's clearly like he's gone through this thought process a million mm-hmm. times. It mm-hmm. sounds like of like I, it was the only option. I looked at all these simulations and this was it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so then we make our way farther into the base and we find a crazed. I don't really know what to say. I guess kind of blood ragey uh, or not scout. Um, he's just like in a fog. Um, and he's like yeah. on a, on the ground and he's, uh, he was sent as a scout and the scout captain had told us that like, oh, there's a scout that didn't come back. So maybe if you find him, mm-hmm. let, let me know. Um, and so we find him and, uh, it becomes very quickly apparent that he has been the object of some sort of, uh, warlock experimentation, mm-hmm. uh, that has rendered him like basically brainwashed. Uh, and he yeah. says like, I can't, I can't leave. I have to stay like for the good of the for the good of the Krogan or whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually there's a part of me that wonders like is is he really brainwashed or is it just like no he kind of like if there's gonna be a genophage cure like I don't know <laughs> you know yeah I mean I think it's a I think it's a bit of both right like yeah especially for a a, a Krogan like I don't think it takes a whole lot. Mm-hmm. to be convinced of of this being like a real thing you know of this cure yeah. being a real thing because you're so de- if you're if you're desperate enough for it and somebody says that they are like close to it then i think it's pretty easy to be like okay yeah you know mm-hmm. um but i don't know the kind of the way he's talking he's kind of like a little fuzzy and stuff so i think maybe yeah. it's you know i don't think it's like literal brainwash but i think it is mm-hmm. like you know he is he has seen what they're doing or whatever and he's kind of like well if they're willing to go this far then it must be real you know something yeah. like that yeah well and he said he says something like you know i i'm not tough enough or strong enough yeah. to ever like actually have a child of my own but if i can help undo the genophage yeah. then i mattered yeah which is just it's heartbreaking did, yeah it's really really sad what did Jin? what was Jin's response to that uh so Jin took the renegade option which is basically you'd neg him until yeah. he rallies Courtney like, did this too yeah you're like oh yeah well of course you're you know you're such a weakling you couldn't get up if you wanted to and yada yada and basically just like until finally he stands up and he's like no i am i'm like you know i'm strong and i'm clan or not and uh <laughs> chef's like damn right you are now go get back out there yeah. um and he he goes back to uh to the clan it's very silly it is very silly uh um, and part of me thinks they put that silly little bit there so that you can get extremely sad in a second yeah <sighs> because you walk into the next room and you find Melon at a computer terminal not being held captive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my notes here, as we walk in and see Melon doing his thing, 
Oh my God, shit. No way. He's trying to, Oh my God. Oh no. Um, <laughs> because I realized that Malon mm-hmm. is trying to undo the genophage work of his own free will. Voluntarily. Which is worse than I thought, mm-hmm. uh, just for emotional reasons, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, he is at the computer and Morden's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Like we, mm-hmm. we did all this work to, to modify the genophage and we all agreed that this was like the best thing to do. And, you know, Malon's like, this was not the best thing to do. Um, you know, he, he, you know, he, he basically starts talking about how, um, it, he thought it was wrong at the time. Uh, and Morden was like, mm-hmm. but we all agreed. And he says, I was apprentice to the great Morden Solace. How was I supposed to say no? How does that yeah. end for me? Yeah. He said, I looked up to you. I, I couldn't disagree with you. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, so he had immediately been like upset or not upset. That's such an understatement. He is immediately like thrown into this like shame spiral and, and wanting mm-hmm. to fix the problems that he helped create. Um, and, and, you know, tells the, the, the blood pack, like, look, I could try and fix this thing for you, but it's not going to be pretty. But Mm -hmm. at the end of it, you will be able to reproduce, you know, a thousand out of a thousand times. Right. Um, and so, so they, you know, allowed him to continue his work and do these experimentations and stuff. And I don't remember if it's Morden or if it's Shepard that says like, do you think all of these deaths are like justified just because you might cure the genophage. And he's, he responds, uh, nothing I do will ever be justified. The experiments are monstrous mm-hmm. because I was taught to be a monster. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, this, this conversation is so good. Yeah. Um, that, that line is great. And Morden is like, I never taught you this. I never taught you like the, these like unethical sort of mm-hmm. research <laughs> methods. Um, and Malin says, you taught me that the ends justify the means and you know, what's, the, what's the difference? Basically mm-hmm. he says, we justified this atrocity by saying the Krogans would cause war, but look at the galaxy. There are Batarian attacks. There are Geth attacks. Is this a more peaceful universe? He also speculates that increased military presence, like because of the Krogan might have stopped what happened in Eden prime. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, don't you see, we tried to play God and we failed. We only made things worse and I'm going to fix it. Yeah. And Morden is like, like really, really taken aback by this is like mm-hmm. you, none of this is based in fact, like these are all, you know, speculation. You can't mm-hmm. say any of this is true. You know, we ran simulations for the genophage um, and it was always the best option, even if you don't like agree with it or whatever, which is still mm-hmm. pretty brutal. But uh, he also brings up, oh, you know, the genophage doesn't like cause death yeah. or whatever. And uh, Van was like, bullshit, the genophage does cause death. Um, Krogan fight over fertile females. Mm-hmm. Females, they become mercenaries or pirates because they have no hope. Like they could have been having a cultural renaissance right now and they're not because of what we did. And yeah, Morton talks about the simulations or whatever. But yeah, it's, it, I, I just... That line where he's like, no, this is basically what you taught me because you taught me the ends mm-hmm. justify the means, mm-hmm. I think is like so powerful. And I think is so um, it almost feels like the game taking kind of a a moral point of view about like the renegade path in general mm. of like it, it like if the ends justify the means, then like 
that's a lot of different means, you know, <laughs> like right. you're you're like you're basically saying nothing is off. limits. Right. Yeah. Everything. Everything goes. No holds barred. Yeah. 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 So it's I don't know. This conversation is juicy. Yeah. Yeah. And so then uh, and so then Morden like pushes Malon through the holographic computer screen. Oh, sorry. What else is uh, there? Malon pulls a gun. Oh yeah, duh. Malon pulls yeah, a gun because like, Morton's like, "We're we're putting an end to this," and Malon pulls a gun, and he's like, "No, like I'm not stopping." Yeah. So then, so then Morton, yeah, uh, uses his special task group training to disarm him and push him through the screen, mm-hmm. um, and is like, again, he punches him. He punches him. Yeah, but he's he's again doing this, you know, uh, stream of thought uh, uh, out loud of like, the only way this ends is if I kill you. Uh, and there is a Paragon interrupt here um, that I missed because I was taking a, taking a screenshot, but oh. I also don't think I would have taken it. Interesting. Did you do it? I did. Oh, interesting. Jin took it. Whoa. I think I think Jin has always been like a little skeptical of Morden, mm. um, and I think that this has like really solidified. My my feelings about Morden as a character are complicated. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, as a character, he's a great character. You know, as, as for like, do I love him the way that I love Garrus? More complicated now, I think, than ever. <laughs> yeah. Jin fucking hates this dude. Mm. Hates him. Mm. Um. So I I was um I liked the sort of like uh like narrative uh twist of Jin being like, no, in this case. Like I am Paragon all the way because like this, this shit is bullshit. Mm. Like I, you know, I just like, so don't agree with, with like your philosophy here. Sure. So yeah. Um, if you take the Paragon interrupt, um, you basically just convince Morden to, to let Malin go. Mm. Um, you're just like, Morden, you're not a murderer, which is like objectively not true. Yeah. That's just um, not factual, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, and so, <laughs> Malin is let go and he's like what what am I supposed to do now Morden's like why don't you go open another clinic on Omega like they they have mm. need so yeah then he leaves um so you you let him kill him yeah um I mean on accident but <laughs> uh, I guess I'm kind of retroactively justifying it to myself mm-hmm. because like you know Gortney has seen what it's like for someone to have dealt with this and it's obviously still a very complicated thing but to have someone who is just as like uh i mean who 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 is who is seemingly like morden in in a lot of ways of like very kind of like i'm going to do the thing that i need to do um because it needs to be done um mm-hmm. so you know i'm going to kill these people and experiment on these willing you know live participants because it is the thing that will you know and justify the means and so uh i think it's like uh, if Morden thinks this is the only way, then I guess it's the only way. I don't know. Uh, I'm also like kind of in the boat uh, uh, for the loyalty missions of like if a character wants to do a thing, mm-hmm. it's not super Gortney's place to like uh, not honor that stuff, I guess, mm-hmm. except in Zaid's case, because that was just <laughs> fucking. Yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah. Um. And I, and I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm being kind of wishy-washy or whatever, but, but, uh, and like I said, maybe trying to retroactively justify it for my, for my own mistake. No, but, but I, I like that as sort of like a philosophy in these loyalty missions where it's like, you know, Shepard's like, listen, I have my mission and what I say goes, but like, this is a favor to you. And so I'm going to follow your lead. Like, I think that's totally, uh, justifiable. Yeah. I don't think that's wishy-washy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 
so so Morden shoots Malin and it's fucking upsetting, dude. So then Morden kind of like still doing the stream of consciousness thing of like, you know, I dealt with my stuff after we did the genophage, but I should have been there for Malin mm. as well. Like we should have all kind of been there for each other uh, to kind of lead ourselves through this guilt. Wow. Instead of instead of holding up and, and doing it on our own. Um, so he is taking responsibility for this awful thing that he just did. Wow. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. Uh, and he just is basically like, but none of that matters because he's dead and that's it. So, mm-hmm. uh, the line that Morden says here for me is, uh, should have killed him, wanted to experiments indicate how far he's fallen. Mm. Expected it from Krogan, not one of mine. Ugh, uh, Morden. But, but I am given the option to be like, wow, a bit of racism there. Uh, So you could literally accuse him of being a racist. Sure. And he says, possible sloppy thinking must correct. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, learning. Yeah. I say learning these uh, internalized biases, maybe. Sure. Hey, uh, I'll take it. It's a step. You Mm -hmm. know, it's better than nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Interesting. Wow. So, yeah, um, final thing, final thing, mission, the final decision, final thing in this mission is whether or not to destroy Malin's research. Yeah, it is actually pretty useful research for for curing the genophage, but obviously it was obtained through very immoral means. Mm-hmm. Also, if it gets out like, you know, it could incite some violence. And so, you know, you sort of have to weigh all of that and decide whether you're going to save the data or destroy it. Yeah. What did Gortney do? Gortney said to keep the data. And so did Jen. Yeah, so said did Jen. You should help the Krogan yeah. and save the data. Yeah. And and this didn't come up uh in the dialogue, which I was kind of surprised by, but but I thought it myself. Like all of these experiments have been done already. And like they mm-hmm. were brutal and awful and terrible, yes, but there are there is data from that that mm-hmm. like at least let these people's sacrifices willing or non have some sort of like continuation. You know what I mean? Right. So, so that, that's kind of AJ's philosophy there, but I think also Courtney, Mm -hmm. Courtney thought that as well. Um, Yeah. Of like, you know, it's, it's been done. So what's the point of like trying to undo it? Like we can't undo Mm -hmm. these things. We can't like, if we delete this data, we're pretending like this stuff didn't happen. Right. And that's kind of worse, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. Um, and that's like this has to be this feels to me like the save the Rachni queen or kill her mm-hmm. thing. Like this feels like that level of choice. And they kind of really didn't present it like that, I don't think. But you don't have yeah. to confirm nor deny that. But I'll just say it has ramifications. Yeah, for sure. OK. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, uh, that is the end of that mission. Um, this mission, which I, I did after grunts, it spits you out like by your little, uh, uh, shuttle. Mm. So you can go back to the Normandy Mm. or go back into Chushanka. I went back in to give the little, uh, combustion thing to, uh, to the mechanic and got a couple of, uh, interesting bits of dialogue. (laughs) So, um, Edie does that thing where like, as you're going in, she like gives you an update and about Morden's mission, she says, um, Erdnot has now adopted the surviving members of Clan Warlock. They were mostly women and children. So this like increased the power of, of Clan Erdnot. And also, you know, here are these women and children who will like be under 
respond or Rex's protection, which is nice. And then uh, in reference to Grunt's loyalty mission on a lighter note um after killing the thresher ma there have been several breeding requests for grunt yeah. and one for shepherd <laughs> no oh my god that's so funny yeah well, i didn't get the shepherd one yeah. because you can't oh because gortney it's oh my gortney. god that's so funny that's really good holy shit that's really yeah. good so yeah with them Shep, it's <laughs> some wow. female krogan somewhere was like mm. I'll breathe with that human. Wow. So funny. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, before I left here, I was like, oh, let me just have like one last conversation with Rex. Cause there's sort of like a final conversation you can have where you ask him to join. Um, and he's like, no, I gotta yeah. like do what I'm doing here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got a little bit of dialogue where he's like impressed with grunt for his performance on the right. Mm -hmm. And when you say goodbye, he says hunt well, shepherd. <sighs> yeah. Goodbye, Rex. I love goodbye, you so Rex. much. You are my very best friend. And uh, thank you for helping me with my son. <laughs> yeah. So then we head back to the the Morden me is what I was about to the say. The Morden D. <laughs> we head back to Michael Morbius. Um, we head back <laughs> to the Normandy and talk with our friends talking to morden honestly kind of a disappointing conversation <laughs> he is <laughs> yeah uh, he says that he's disgusted by malin's actions but surprised by his backbone <laughs> um mm -hmm. he said might have made a good member of the team willing to get his hands dirty not great man come on <laughs> no yeah god um you can be like oh so you're like at peace with everything that happened <laughs> yeah and Morden's Morden's basically like, yep, you know, you got to move on at yeah. some point. Uh, <laughs> and he says, Solarian emotional processing, emotional processing faster than other species has to be because we're so short lived. Yeah. He says, uh, he says, uh, most of it done on the shuttle back to the Normandy, some done on my mm -hmm. way to the lab. Like, God. Yeah. Man, come on. And, and he, he says, uh, I was greatly distressed at the time. Stages of grief, whatever, dealt with it. Yeah. Which is like, like I mean, okay. I, I, I hated this for the, the payoff to the loyalty mission just being some conversation where we're like, yep, I'm good. Thank you. Um, but mm -hmm. I love it in terms of like thinking about his feelings on Tuchanka, like during the mission. Like if he processed that genophage stuff that fast, mm -hmm. then obviously, like I don't care how fast you think you can think dude like there's obviously still some unresolved stuff there right. because surprise people don't just go through grief one one time one way and then they're done mm -hmm. with it it's like waves and levels and like you go through the stages but you don't have to just go through the stages one time it's not that clean yeah. my bow so i think yeah. i think forcing I him to go through this stuff a second time sorry is is really really interesting uh mm -hmm. um i also thought that this was an interesting way of like thinking about sort of the cultural difference between mm. Solarians and the Krogan mm. where like Solarians are like, yeah, you know, you just sort of get over it. Um, Cause like, we don't have time to mm -hmm. live in the past or whatever. Krogans are, are a very long lived species. They live for about a thousand years. So yeah, you can imagine how, like when you have time to sit with that and a thousand years of, you know, not getting to be a parent and, you know, feeling completely disconnected from your culture. Yeah. You can imagine how, like <laughs> you know, that might explain a difference between how these, these two right. different uh, species conceptualize yeah. this, but also like, I think any species, like you don't have to be long lived to like 
deal with some serious ramifications yeah. of eugenics. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But <sighs> Morden's still a very interesting character. Disappointing mm-hmm. final conversation here after the loyalty mission, but I look forward to later conversations with him, hopefully. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you ask about the data, he just says, not dealing with it now. need to focus on collectors. Yeah, he's like, somewhere on my desk under a pile of papers. I'm not going to deal with it now. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. fucking God. So yeah, and then uh, went and talked to Grunt. He is happy that he has a clan now. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about this already. He makes him want to fight. Yeah. He's excited to fight. Great. My good, yeah, good he- boy, or not Grunt. <laughs> There's some cute lines here. He goes, our enemies are in trouble, Shepard. <laughs> and Shep's like, oh, you're going to have plenty of enemies. And mm-hmm. he goes, ha, everyone gets a turn. Yes. Wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, I chose those same options. That's so I good. love you, my very good boy. Yeah, I'm so happy for my son. Congratulations yeah. on your lizard bat mitzvah. Um, <laughs> oh, shit, lizard bar mitzvah. Fuck. Oh, well. Bar mitzvah, yeah. Anyway, uh, oh and then uh, finally I went back to the uh, CIC and Kelly said, hey, Tali wants to talk to you. So I said, mm-hmm. okay. So I went and go talk to Tali. Uh, and she's like, hey, um, I'm on trial for treason. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, cool. Why? So I have some news. Yeah, you're like, hey, why? And she's like, oh, the the Admiralty Board says uh, I'm I'm uh, wanted for treason. And the punishment, if if I'm found guilty, is dis... Uh, God. Uh, Exile. Exile. Thank you. I was like, what the fuck was the word I was trying to come up with? <laughs> um, so she's like, if you could help me with that, I would really appreciate it. And obviously Shepard was like, absolutely fucking lootly. I'm going to help you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, just a bit of fun lore here. Mm-hmm. If you ask her about like why exile, it's because the Quarians do not have the resources to keep prisoners. Yeah. Um, and they also don't have the population to execute other Quarians. Oh. Uh, they say, you know, if a um, an exile can have children with mm-hmm. like another quarian and their children will be welcome back to the fleet. Yeah. Um, so just, just a fun bit of lore yeah, there. Very good. Um, very good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she also mentions it is rare for someone to be exiled. Most recently it's someone who passed fleet schematics to Batarians who were actually like, you know, helping the quarians with like update systems or something, but then they passed the schematics on to a pirate gang. Uh, um, and you're like, so what happened to her? And she says she made a suicide run on the pirate gang and destroyed them before they could attack the fleet. She was pardoned posthumously. And <laughs> Tolly's like, hopefully it doesn't come to that for me. Yeah. So uh that's I assume on the docket for next week. We haven't talked about it off the show yet, but I think what do you what do you think about just doing a bunch of loyalty missions? I think do a bunch of loyalty missions. I I don't want to spoil anything for you, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk more off the show about what we'll exactly we'll play. Uh, it'll be on our Twitter, obviously. But yeah, so that is going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening so very much. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. If you like the art, that art is by Scout Wilkinson. You can follow her on Twitter, and you can go to her coffee page. All that stuff is in the show notes. If you like the music, uh, it's by Amaranthin. Also, link in the show notes. Very good at making music. Uh, If you would like to join the community Discord, that link is at the bottom of the show notes. If you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, that is at AsyncPod. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at AJ Falleri. I am at Okimis, and sometimes streaming this at uh, twitch.tv slash Okimis, although I I didn't stream uh, last week, but... um, uh, probably again soon 
Uh, yeah. So uh, thank you again so much for listening. I mean, I, I know I say it. I feel like we kind of gloss over the thank yous and just kind of go right into credits. But we really do appreciate everybody who listens to the show. Uh, if you like the show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or whatever your podcatcher aggregate is. And you tell a friend, honestly. Retweet us, tweet at us. Um, we would love to be t- tweeted at, maybe. Love your tweets. We love your tweets. Um, interact with our Twitter because Kim makes really great graphics every week. Um, and I'm constantly in awe. Uh, one of the things that she <laughs> comes up with. You can do a lot with uh, Apple Preview and just imagination. A lot of brute force. Yeah, <laughs> brute force. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, so thank you, everybody, uh, for for listening to the show. Thank you, Kim, for doing the show with me. Uh, it sounds thank like we're you. ending the show forever, but we're not. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Um, thank you all for hanging on in the week that we just had off. Kim, before we mm-hmm. end today and I go back to my vacation, yeah. what are your final words for us today? Uh, I was just thinking about how nice it was to see our old friend Rex. Uh, mm. Takes me back to the old days. Us against the unknown, killing it with big guns. Good times. Good times indeed. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Worst garbage, the online.